0: welcome everyone to episode 468 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan and it's just me so i recorded an episode with Corey on the game called littlewood and a good portion of the beginning of the episode got cut off so first of all my apologies to Corey on that we had some audio difficulties and once i realized that there was no audio being recorded i did record on skype so uh once i figured that out too i did try to get Corey to circle around to some of the stuff we talked about at the beginning of the episode uh, i want to say only the first or maybe five or six minutes got cut off a portion of that was talking about what we played uh, later on so i i will tease the tourist that i played on uh, xbox game pass obviously more Fortnite, and then some halo news during little bits so once again before we jump into the part of the episode that we did get uh this is the little wood that cory played on steam it's also available on ps4 I I don't know if he talked about it at the beginning of the episode, but he did really, really like it and spent about 60 hours playing it. Um, and as I said, I did try to get Corey's circle around to some of the stuff he talked about at the beginning of the episode. So once again, my apologies for that, but, uh, here is the part where we started recording
1: one character named Willow, who is the first person you meet and is also my lover. Um, we are engaged to be married as of right now. So I'm excited about that to see how that plays out. um, But yeah, so the passage of time thing is the biggest difference from those games. There's also not as much emphasis on a routine. I know in Stardew Valley, like I I would have to set a routine because if I didn't, I'd forget all the things that I needed to do in a day. But because the game's a little more laid back, you you don't have to have that specific routine as much. And also in Stardew Valley, you're spending half the day just watering your crops. Um, In this game, I never had more than maybe 20 plots of crops. Uh, which was refreshing you didn't you didn't need to all the other stuff was profitable enough Um, bug catching was profitable enough fish catching fish is profitable enough Um, just crafting stuff you're unlocking other items as you do that and you can sell that stuff and that is a good way to um, make money which i really appreciate i will say it's not overall it's not as deep as a game like stardew valley Uh, but again that's kind of what i was looking for something a little less mindful Uh, But it also has more emphasis on decorating, which is something that Stardew Valley didn't really have. And one thing I thought the game did really well was um, the villagers that move into your town have a certain list of demands. So once you build a desk in their house that they move into, they have a list of demands of things that they want. And if you provide those things for them, they in turn give you things that help make your life a little bit easier. Um, Some of the end game items come from these villagers, uh, and it really improves your quality of life. Uh, kind of a spoiler to talk about, but there's one that I just unlocked today that literally removes all the weeds from my village of Littlewood. Which doesn't sound like much if you haven't played the game, but those little things get in your way and slow you down. And if you're not staying, staying on top of them, they can, can get out of hand. So, But now I unlock this thing that I can just press a button and it kills all the weeds in my and gives them to me so I can then sell them um it does have some other the game in general has some other quality of life type things like if you're out adventuring like going on a fishing expedition or heading to um the caverns to mine some ore you can just go to the menu and click a button that says return to town or return to your home even so as soon as you've exhausted all your energy you just press a button and it takes you right back to your house and you can go right to sleep Uh, another thing that i really like that i think a game like stardew valley could do could also do and i don't think it would harm the game at all it just makes it a little bit more convenient and a little a little less annoying because you're spending less time traveling to and fro and more time just accomplishing things that's i mean that's pretty much the main bits of the game there's a lot of nuance in there uh, but i don't i don't want to just talk and talk um but one one kind of question i wanted i had for you dan was like yeah I, I don't know. I try to compare and contrast these games, like with with a Stardew Valley, with a Harvest Moon, with a Animal Crossing, to try and uncover like why why do I like certain aspects of this game, but then like the Animal Crossing game does not work for me at all. Um, yeah, and I'd I'm be just. To...
0: I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on on why that would be.
1: Yeah, so I talked a little you. bit about it. Yeah, it, I mean the the fact that it's a little more casual. Um, I think is beneficial for this type of game because it's not a photorealistic, super deep RPG. Any of these games, you know, they're they're dumbed down graphics um, with charm. I'm not mm-hmm. taking anything away from the the art style, um, but I guess just generally, it's it's the fact that they're a little more casual. Um, there's more quality of life type things. I will say the mid game, there's a bit of a grind there because you need to upgrade all your abilities to a certain point where you're getting certain items at a higher rate so that you can craft some of the more end game um, structures and devices and stuff like that so uh, but it's funny because in the midst of me playing this game there was an update to address exactly that Um, they shortened or uh, lessened the requirements for a lot of the end game stuff just to kind of move the mid game um, grind along a little bit quicker but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think back to Animal Crossing and the, there, because there wasn't a bigger story, um, that was one thing that, like, I just I didn't know why I was doing what I was doing. And right. it's without giving me that reason, that incentive to, like, maybe discover something or um, I don't know. There just wasn't that there. It was just it's, like, just do I, this I, thing.
0: Yeah, I think that's why the depth of Stardew Valley really comes into play there. Because, as you mentioned, you're there for a reason. You're on that farm for a reason. It's your, you know, your grandfather's farm. You wanted to get out of the rat race. So that right there is just it. It's a little backstory, but it's enough to give you a, a reason for being there. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then second, there's a bunch of stuff going on in the background. You mentioned the the war in Stardew Valley is uh, mm-hmm. like a backdrop. Uh, and that that finds its way into the game in 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 strange ways. One being, um, there's a traitor that comes a couple times a week from the Gatoro Empire. You know, that's who your your country is at war with. Uh, and then one of the one of the villagers comes is a soldier from the war who comes back after. I think it's after the first year. Um, is it Kent? I think that that comes after the first year. Yeah, could um, be. Yeah. So he doesn't come until, until later. So
1: I mean, yeah, maybe it is just I just need that little bit of story to to keep me engaged. Um, mm-hmm. I know I did talk a lot about the <clears throat> excuse me. I'm like burp burping here. Um, I did talk a lot about the the backstory of Stardew Valley as something, a reason why I really liked that game. And Ed Littlewood also has that. Um, Stardew Valley and Littlewood also have a lot of little surprises scattered throughout the game, which is something I didn't feel like Animal Crossing really did um, very well, if at all. I mean, I felt, yeah, in Animal Crossing, I kind of felt like there was really nothing for me to discover. Um, Whereas in Littlewood and in Stardew Valley, you're discovering not only like cool bits of lore, but new game systems and um quality of life things that don't call any attention to themselves unless you uncover them Uh, which i think is really cool because you never know what's around the next corner and just knowing that that's the case you have a little more incentive to explore and and learn more about the game and and um experiment a little bit more Mm -hmm. um i'm at i've put i think over 60 hours in the game already and i just bought it yeah i just bought it i told yeah sorry go ahead
0: no, that's fine. I I was I told you guys and I I somehow steam is able to let you watch your friends play games. So I started watching your you play Littlewood. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning or maybe noon. And I watched for a few minutes. I was like, oh, cool. And then I got up to do something else and forgot to turn the stream off. And then I came back at my computer. It was hours later. It might have been five or six hours later.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, and
0: you, you were you were still playing. I was like, oh, nice. You must yeah, love it. I,
1: I told um my fiance Sophie. I told her that uh, I had an addiction and that mm-hmm. I the only way I could cure it was by beating the game, which I ha- I don't think I've done. Uh, but I do have almost all of my skills maxed out at 99. Uh, I almost I have perfect relationships with almost everybody, so I'm really just scratching the end of the game. I'm really close to it. Um, I mentioned my wedding is coming up in a couple days, so excited to see what that brings um but I, there's part of me that like that thinks that everything is not as it seems and that makes me mm-hmm. love the game even more like i feel like i'm gonna get to the end end game and what i thought the whole time isn't actually the the truth of what's going on you know yeah. i just feel like there's some some twist going on. and maybe there isn't but even me thinking there is is uh good on the in my opinion an uh example of good writing in a game just because it it kept me compelled in that way so um my i mean there's a lot of specifics to talk about this game they do a great job combining all the systems Uh, i love going in and, and crafting dishes um so all the resources you collect can be combined into certain dishes that sell for a buttload of money so it's a lot of fun to go into the tavern and, and cook all that stuff and then reap the benefits the next day. Um, they have a coffee shop, which gives you bonuses to you can go in and drink a certain kind of brew that gives you bonuses to mining bonuses to any of the abilities, really. Um, and if you use those just right, you can you can really boost your experience Um really well. What I'm doing at the end of the game is I have like mining's only a 90, whereas most of my other ones are in the high 90s. So I'll go into the, the coffee shop and drink three brews that boost my mining experience. And then Mm -hmm. I'll just go in and bang a few mines out and um, come back and level up that way. But uh, yeah, there's, there's a ton to like, I don't know how, if you have any more specific questions or anything like that, Dan, but I just, I highly recommend it. If you're looking for, um, I guess the best way to describe it is a more casual Stardew Valley mm-hmm. with some of its own really unique things. Oh, one of the biggest things I haven't mentioned is that any of your villagers, you can invite to hang out with you. And all that does is they follow you around and it, the things you do with them will build your relationship with them. Oh, so cool. you don't need, you don't need to wait until you have like dialogue with them or anything. You can just invite them to hang out with you and then um just doing your chores with them following you will level up your relationship with them nice Uh, which is a yeah it's a nice touch um i do kind of hope there's a sequel to this game i would love for them to 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 like make this the first game in the series and then the second game be more like a like a retro rpg you know where Mm -hmm. you're going back out and adventuring again and maybe you can port in little woods somehow you know
0: yeah you're called back into action
1: yeah i think that would be really cool that would be cool but yeah, I, I'm totally addicted. Um, I think a lot of the improvements he made in the, the most recent update will help with that mid-game grind that I think might turn off a good amount of people, so there's that. Um, but I highly, highly recommend it. It's affordable enough. Uh, if you yeah. have any interest in these chore-type games, I think I think it's worth playing.
0: Um, I, you may not know this, but do you know if there's any plans to port it to other platforms? Mobile, I, I know you mentioned mobile earlier, and... Uh, obviously it'd be a good fit for the Switch.
1: I don't know if that's specifically been mentioned. I was literally just on this guy's Twitter because <laughs> as I sent him, um, Dan and I were talking before the episode and Dan wasn't able to play the game on our Steam Family Share. So I, I tweeted the developer and asked uh, if there was any word on it coming to Family Share. Um, I don't know if it's been mentioned specifically, but I would be really surprised, <clears throat> excuse me, if it didn't, only because it's, seems to be selling really well um particularly on steam so i think at the very least we'll get a switch release um i think it'd be a great game for like xbox microsoft to scoop up for game pass i don't know what that deal looks like but i know if i'm an indie developer and someone approached me with a boatload of money and they would handle the rest of it i'd say yeah, go ahead. it's uh, yes. not worth the headache for me. So go ahead and put it on Game Pass. Just give me a truckload of money.
0: Real quick, Corey, I want to revisit what we talked about at the beginning of the episode because I'm pretty sure the beginning of the episode didn't get recorded. Oh no! I had to update and restart my computer, and every time it does, there's oh, problems. No. So just, uh, just remember. well, no, I just want to want you to run go go through how you discovered the game again
1: oh um yeah so i was on vacation and we met up with um some friends of ours and i we were having a conversation about playing old or not old but playing steam indie games and how we've kind of gotten away from that towards the end of the console generation because the console games have become so good um which i feel like is a pretty normal cycle for console generations you know they're figuring it out for the first Mm -hmm. few years and then we get some awesome awesome games towards the end of the lifespan span but uh yeah, it just got me interested in indie Steam games again, and then I came home and booted up Steam and looked at the new and trending games, and saw that there was this overwhelmingly positive reviewed game that looked similar to Stardew Valley and a lot of the other type of indie retro games that I really like. So I, uh, and it was affordable. I, I can't remember 14.99, 99 something like that. So hard to say no to something like that. The the overwhelmingly positive, I don't think has ever steered me wrong on Steam. Yeah
0: yeah i'm i'm looking for a a game like this again because i've played 250 hours of stardew valley 330 or 340 of animal crossing i'm still going to play animal crossing every day but i like having this type of uh relax we always talk about games for relaxation i feel like this is a good game for this uh even in reading some of the reviews a lot of people said that they just love the the music itself is is relaxing um Yes. In addition to the to the, you know, uh, semi-repetitive but also an interesting gameplay, you know.
1: Yeah, and it's I'm glad you brought up the music because that is one thing that definitely stands out in the game mm-hmm. is the the quality of the music, especially in the forest. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, I love it so much. It has the same. Um, it strikes the same chord for me as uh, the snowden town in.
0: Oh, gotcha.
1: Over, Undertale. Oh, Undertale, yeah. <laughs> in Undertale. Um, I don't know, just hits me right in the feels. Very it's a nice. good way to immerse you in the game.
0: Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts on Littlewood or this type of game in general?
1: No, I just I hope you guys play it. Um I'd be curious like once Dan once you get to play it and maybe Will will play it at some point, I'd I'd really like to have a a more robust conversation on like this type of game. Yeah. Um
0: i know we did that with stardew valley we had a couple episodes on stardew valley um so because i didn't play stardew valley right off the bat either right it was it was was a couple weeks in before I, i bought it and played it and then obviously immediately fell in love with it so
1: well i think i think these types of games are much better um they're what's the word they're they're easy to have a good conversation about like when you're working with this style of graphics and gameplay, there's a lot more to discuss there in terms of like the philosophy of of um, making an engaging video game because it is it is just a uh, graphically stylized but simple game and it's it's all gameplay really. I mean, we did just talk about the music, but other than that, like it's all gameplay. So there's got to be something there, and I'm just trying to figure out what that is. You know, why mm-hmm. why does this type of game appeal to me so much?
0: and we're back uh it looks like everything's working now so uh fingers crossed anyway um but yeah let's get into some nibble bits so there's actually some pretty important stuff uh two big things that happened within the past couple of days the first being that halo infinite has been delayed and pushed back into 2021 i don't know if you heard any of this cory
1: i just saw the headline that's it okay
0: yeah i uh, i don't know that they gave any specific reason but yeah delayed into 2021 Obviously, it's going to miss the launch of the Xbox Series X. That was their kind of their big launch title, uh, which is disappointing to me. You know, I was I really hoped Sony and and Microsoft would learn their lessons and launch with a a banger, uh, like like the Switch did with Breath of the Wild. But that doesn't seem like it's going to be the case. So.
1: Yeah, it's it it sucks. Honestly, um, I'm sure Microsoft isn't happy about it. Does PlayStation have a banger in the works for no. launch?
0: No, no. The only thing they have that they're pushing is the Spider-Man DLC, Miles Morales DLC for the Spider-Man game, which I don't give two craps about. So no, that's I don't nothing, either. That's but nothing I, to me.
1: I think there are people that do.
0: Yeah, but the problem with that is it's it's an add-on. It's like yeah. it's it's like um. Um, like the, the Johnny Gat standalone game for Saints Row the third. Like it's, it's like that. It's like, it's like a mini version of the full game. Gotcha. So it's not even a really big, big thing. At least that's what it seems like to me.
1: People love so. their Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating. Cause like I said, you know, I thought Nintendo really, uh, really pushed the envelope with, with having a banger launch title and uh that that the the other big two would would follow suit but not not going to be the case i think it's too too soon or too close to actual launch for them to actually come out with something big at, at you know at launch time so
1: yeah that's really too bad i wonder i mean i guess the game just wasn't good enough i don't know was there any reason
0: i didn't read any specific reasons some people thought it was because the graphics didn't look very good on halo infinite which I kind of noticed, uh, didn't, didn't bother me as much as it did some people, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Couldn't, couldn't tell you at the same time. I really, I'm, I, I would rather they make the game good and have it come out good rather than have it be a buggy mess at launch or unfinished at launch or what have you. So ultimately I think it's a good thing. I just, I just, I don't know. I wish they would push back the launch of the consoles uh in in conjunction with this but i know that's not going to happen
1: yeah i mean geez that's a big business decision right like i see what you're saying you know re- delay the release of the console but then at that rate you're definitely losing you know yeah. because playstation is releasing a console whether right, microsoft right, exactly. decides to move theirs or not um but at the same rate like I don't know. I I'm I've honestly been thinking about doing what I did this most recent generation, just getting rid of my consoles and just doing PC for the first half of it until they all the good games are ready for me to play. Yeah. And they've refined game development and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I I, I was on the fence. I'm I'm still on the fence about Xbox. I don't I don't know that I'm going to get one uh, only because I know that anything first party that they have is also going to be re- launched on the Xbox one consoles. So, yeah it's it's not a big enough improvement for me i don't think to to jump on right away um i do like the the added power obviously is is going to be a a big thing if i if i can game uh on my tv at 60 frames per second on all you know all games that's that's a great thing because that's that's an important thing for me but um you know i'm i'm getting a new graphics card for my computer pretty soon here that's going to last me three or four years before i'm going to need to upgrade again so that'll that'll my my xbox series X or xbox one S is is fine for now so i'm probably just gonna end up waiting
1: yeah i i don't know what to do cyberpunk is the one the only game i can think of that i'm excited about for this fall Mm -hmm. i plan on keeping my xbox one x just to play that um with the idea that i would probably end up buying a new xbox uh, Series X over yeah. the PlayStation, yeah. And really, I mean, really, the decision for me in that is Game Pass, just yeah. what Game Pass is offering, absolutely. Um, and the X Cloud stuff, I'm really intrigued by. So those are the two; those are the differentiators for me.
0: I'm in the same boat because I am paying for Xbox, Xbox, uh, the uh, Game Pass, and I love it because mm-hmm. the games that are on it. Like I said, I just I perused it and I downloaded The Tourist. My kids are at the point where they might play a game for a long time, but they might only play it once. So I can't be buying a bunch of games for them to play once if I'm not also interested in it, you know? Yeah. Um, so that that alleviates that to a large degree. Like I didn't have to buy Minecraft. My son plays Minecraft on our Xbox. Uh, well, I did, buy. I should say I did buy it because they both have Minecraft on their switches too. Um <laughs> there's also that. But yeah, I mean uh, the 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 Game Pass makes makes it that much easier, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and yep. I have it for computer. Oh, and the Crusader Kings Three is is on PC Game Pass, so I don't have to buy that when it comes out. So September first, I, I PC Game Pass Crusader Kings Three. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's saving me a bunch of money
1: already. When does that come out? September first. September first. Okay, maybe I'll try to get in on the ground floor with you on that dan yeah um i've always been curious strategy games can really hook me uh we've talked quite a bit about crusader kings 2 and the barrier to entry is kind (laughs) of kind of high um (laughs) yeah so if i can get in like and learn it at the same time you're learning it i think it'll yeah it'll help me
0: that honestly that's one of the most rewarding games you can play i think if you take the time to sit down and learn how to play it, it there's so much to it and it's so good and then uh the game of thrones mod for that game is spectacular so yeah Mm. there's also that that wrinkle there
1: yeah yeah i was i'm still thinking about your point about it being rewarding like that's that's good to hear about a game like that because i mean i talked about how i was addicted to Littlewood, but Ultimately, you know, there is that part of me that's like, oh, my gosh, like I wasted 60 hours of my life just like pressing a button and chopping wood and mining yeah. ore and and learning very little about this yeah. world. But just sure. enough to keep me interested, you know, like I don't have anything to show for that.
0: Yeah. It, uh, I mean, this is a little off topic, but just going back to Crusader Kings, too, one of the things that it taught me about the real world was the way medieval society worked.
1: Uh, Which yeah, I only yeah. had
0: a very, very basic understanding of. Obviously I'm not, not an expert on it. I'm not that's not what I'm trying to say, but uh I definitely gained a deeper level of understanding of how the 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 medieval feudal system worked uh, and how all the pieces interacted with one another. I learned a lot about the different land masses in, in the various places in Europe. Um you know, I have my I did my my uh Swedish Empire I had one time Uh, one time I was, uh, the Irish I completely took over all of England and parts of France. And then I had one game. I don't, I don't remember which empire it was. It might've been the Swedish empire. Uh, I took all over all of Scandinavia and Northern Germany and the UK. And then I had this enemy, the Carpathian empire from the Carpathian mountains, uh, that I, we had back and forth throughout all of the history in the game. Uh, and then I transferred it into Europa Universalist Four, and we continued our back and forth through the Ag- age of exploration and stuff and it was awesome
1: that is cool yeah yeah history any any type of game like based in history is good yeah. for that too, right? Like I know we've talked a lot about it, the impact of age of empires on our education, just yeah. playing the Joan of Art campaign and In Age of Empires, I remember learning about Joan of Arc in like fifth grade, and I was a genius about Joan of Arc just because I had played like I recognized a lot of the names, um, which, you know, maybe I didn't learn exactly the historical side of it because I was playing a a real time strategy video game. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just that having that familiarity with names and places and stuff, it 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 helps engage you with the content.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my wife talks about that a lot actually. There's a name for it. Um but it's it's setting the table for for like learning. So even if you're playing a game like like Call of Duty, you played one of the old Call of Duty's, the World War 2 stuff that's in there. The the places, the battles that were fought, some of the some of the commanders, you know, that stuff's that's yep. important when you get when you get into history class, you know. Uh,
1: and, and that, kids, kids kids remember orbit. all that. Yeah, exactly. They just they suck it up that. and it just stays in their head. Whereas yeah. nowadays like a I'll play it, and it's just in yeah. one ear, out the other. But sure. I remember there was a time.
0: Yeah. Um. So anyway, Halo, delayed. Uh, really too bad. I, I, yeah. I
1: genuinely feel sorry for Microsoft, but yeah, stinks. it's prob- probably for the best. I was also I- I excited. I bet they just wished they yeah. had an awesome game for launch. Yeah.
0: I was excited for that one, too, because uh, it looked like it's going to be a bit more open world than, than previous Halo games. So I, that intrigued me. But I mean I'll play it when it comes out. It's obviously gonna be free on Game Pass, which I will have, so cool. Uh my next one is also something that I think happened today, and that's that Fortnite mobile has been banned on iOS. Wow. They're having some sort of a spat. Uh so over money. Over money, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course it's money. Um it's it's an interesting battle though, because what the what they're doing is they're lowering the cost of their V-Bucks, like across the board. And by doing that, they're making it so you can or they made it so you could buy V-Bucks, not through the Apple store in the mobile version of the game in iOS. So Apple wasn't getting their cut. So they banned it.
1: That's completely normal, though. So many apps do that. They no, open I know a browser. What do you mean? I so a lot of apps the way they get around that is they have their own built-in browser so oh. within the app you're opening a browser that takes you to the store page so yeah. that you can make your transaction through a browser which is allowed okay. through Apple whereas um, transactions through the app store app itself Apple gets a cut so that's why you said they ban them because of that it's yeah. it's i most apps do that
0: yeah i don't know that that's that's what they they they're apparently been court documents filed filed for it and everything i don't i don't know if if because Fortnite is such a huge money maker if if that's that's the reason hmm. that's that's the problem um but yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with all that um it's only on ios too i don't think the android version I think the android version is still live um i haven't heard anything about it so yeah it'll be an interesting legal battle to see how all this all shakes out
1: I, so I, I, I'm not an Apple fanboy. However, I do really enjoy the iPhone. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, but that, that, yeah, that like gatekeeping for the, the money making, I think is going to kill Apple in in the, in the long run if they're not careful. Um, It's really too bad. I mean, I don't know the specifics of this Fortnite thing. I I have to read up on it before I can really say, but I don't know. I've just, I've seen it happen. Like even with Amazon, you know, like. Um, the Amazon app, you can buy stuff through, but I don't I imagine they have some sort of nice deal with Apple. Um, maybe not. Maybe like Apple is making money on every Amazon app purchase. But um, you
0: mean, you mean the, through the, the Amazon app store?
1: No, the actual Amazon app on iPhone.
0: Oh, no, I don't think so. I'm talking about like in game currency and stuff.
1: Yeah, well it's it's no different I okay. guess in, in in the in the eyes of Apple, right? Like anything purchased through the App Store, any app that runs on your device, if you're making purchases, in-app purchases, Apple takes their cut,
0: right? Yeah, it's 30% so, too.
1: Yeah, so I I doubt that that's the case with the Amazon app. They probably worked out some sort of deal where that's yeah, not can't, happening. Yeah, I can
0: I can't imagine Amazon would allow Apple to take 30% of yeah. their stuff sold.
1: Right? I don't know. I I am interested in this, so I'll probably do a little more investigating and hopefully yeah. um, can bring a little yeah. more information. But
0: because I know, like at least at first, the uh, Fortnite what you couldn't load Fortnite through the the Google Play Store, you had to sideload it, which is completely fine on Android devices. I know you have to jailbreak to do that on iOS. Yeah. Um, so I actually had it installed that way, but they did put it on the actual Play Store. Um, but I know Google doesn't require you to use their store for purchases. So like you can buy stuff outside of the app, uh, with no problem that you can, they will take a cut of it. And I think it's the same. I think it's 30%, but that, I guess, um, like I said, it's not required for hmm. it to be listed on in their app store. So hmm. that's why there's no, no beef there as of yet, but I'm, I'm glad that, uh, Fortnite is, is lowering the price of their V bucks. Cause, uh, we've been playing a lot of Fortnite in this house and my daughter's been wanting lots of, pretty skins so <laughs> so that's a good thing for me
1: yeah and it's like all right how much money have you guys made off this game like mm. b- pay it forward a little bit oh pay it's, it it's, to your billions. Fans. it's
0: easily yeah. billions i think i want to say that they made billions off of the uh, apple app store alone in in like a year
1: that's incredible yeah man
0: Yeah, because I I don't know that the mobile version is huge in the United States, but I think like elsewhere where, you know, you might have uh, a mobile phone and not necessarily a game system, just an old, you know, an old mobile phone and you can play Fortnite that way, you know?
1: Well, I was thinking about it. I would never play Fortnite on a mobile device, but then I realized, oh, wait, like I can just hook up my Xbox controller to my iPhone Mm -hmm. and play Fortnite.
0: Yeah. Anywhere. Or you could do a Bluetooth keyboard and mouse, too. Yeah. Same thing.
1: (laughs) So, I don't know, I guess I'm not I'm not really in a situation where I ever need to do that, but if I were, yeah, you can. I see no issue with it, yeah. Uh
0: and that's all I had for nibble bits. So that was two interesting things that happened over the past couple days. So, were you got
1: anything? I did. I pulled a couple before we uh started recording. I saw Stardew Valley speaking of, um the creator teased their 1.5 update. Mhm which uh most intriguing to me again a lot of what we talked about is that it includes a significant new piece of end game content uh whatever that means i i'm curious to find out i still haven't beaten stardew valley i've I've sort of been you and i played over um extra life and i got reengaged with it but i haven't played since okay um i was kind of waiting for all the updates to come out but now that we got another one coming i might as well wait a little bit longer and uh play through it again that way but even when you and i played i noticed a ton of stuff that wasn't originally in the game and that game was already jam-packed with fun um fun little things so yeah
0: one of these days i want to get into the modding of stardew valley because there's some pretty intense mods that you can you can have for it so very much oh like my
1: gosh get, like can you give me an example i'm curious now well i
0: know some like there's complete overhaul of uh pelican town it makes it looks like uh almost like a like a i want to say like a a new england style village um, cape cod uh, like a, yeah like a cape cod <laughs> style village uh you know with with more impressive uh looking buildings and 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 victorian style houses and buildings and stuff it's really cool uh but there's there's a lot of quality of life stuff like i know uh specifically there's one that you can have you have chests near your uh your um what are the things that take the resources? And... Oh, the bins? No, no. The the you can put a chest like next to like a uh, 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 a smelter, say, and and oh. just have it auto feed and and it, you know once the product is done, it goes back into the chest, so you don't have to like put some stuff in to smelt the bars. You just it just oh, does okay. it automatically. So stuff like that.
1: Oh, huh. yeah, yeah. i I'd, I'd definitely be. Ugh, I just wish there was more time in a day. Mm-hmm. I uh, called up an article: um, most popular <laughs> Stardew Valley mods, mm-hmm. movement speed, NPC map locations, gift taste helper, a lot of quality of life type things yeah. too.
0: NPC map is would be very useful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Uh, I did have another one though. Um, this one, I don't know if you remember me talking about Pony Island. Yeah, I do. So the Pony Island developer has another game coming out. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to call up my notes doc here. Uh, Pony Island Devs' deeply disturbing card-based horror inscription is the name of the game. Got its first trailer. This is a Eurogamer article. Um, the description of the game is a narrative focus card-based odyssey that blends the deck-building roguelike escape room-style puzzles and psychological horror into a blood-laced smoothie. I know that's a mouthful, but... Um,
0: yeah, I can't wrap my head around that right now. My yeah, brain's just... Little, brain's a little too tired.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I read it, and I don't even know what it means. <laughs> um, so if you don't remember me talking about Pony Island's couple of years ago i think at least maybe three four years ago at this point uh was a game that came out early in the year it was like a february release quiet release um that i picked up again i think it was an overwhelmingly repo- overwhelmingly positive reviewed game on steam and i loved it it has that kind of fourth wall breaking of a game like undertale another game we talked about earlier in this this episode um whereas like you think you beat the game, but you didn't really. And then it starts messing with you and tells you that it deleted files from your computer. And you can go in and actually look at the um, file Explorer and find files that the game created that it wants you to read as part of the game,
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, which is it's pretty cool. Um, just fourth wall breaking stuff. But this new game, I did watch the trailer for it. it looks really trippy. It's a, it's a card Card game, uh, card builder. But the thing that really intrigues me about it is that you can get up from the table and explore your surroundings.
0: Oh, cool.
1: So the cabin that you're actually playing this card game in... Um, so you know in Hearthstone, where you're actually... You're, the idea of Hearthstone is that you're going into a tavern and playing playing this card game with other people Uh um it's similar in this game except you're going into a cabin but you can get up and explore the cabin and do various things there's not too many specifics about it right now but just watching the video you can kind of see some of the stuff that you're interacting with in the cabin and it seems like it's going to be a a really cool game nice so keep an eye out for that i don't think it has a release date but uh inscription i'm i'm excited for it
0: yeah that sounds awesome
1: yeah that's it uh how's your week cory for weeks good um i mentioned i was on vacation uh we were in the great state of maine which i highly recommend um we it's a good state for social distancing although mainers will tell you to stay away but um in our experience it was the mainers who like weren't wearing masks and stuff like that so i don't know uh we went and and we were good about all that stuff and it was pretty easy to be good about that stuff so I uh, highly recommend Maine as a state to visit. Briefly went up to Acadia for a day. Um, uh, not the best impression for me for Acadia. I know people love it, but uh, I guess we just picked the worst possible time to go because um, we kind of waited in line for like an hour and a half just to get into the park. And then once we got in, um, there's a lot more waiting to go around people and it was just, it was, it was awful. Even the, we had, we were doing a hike and we had to cross the beach to do the hike and like you couldn't, you couldn't be six feet away from people on that beach. That's how many people were packed onto that beach. Um, which, I mean, we had our masks on it. It was fine, but like we're trying to do our best to be good social distancers and, you know, do our part. But, um, it was pretty much impossible (laughs) in Acadia and I hate crowds. Uh, like Stanley from the office crowds, kids and noise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. I, I love kids and sometimes noise, but um, I don't know. I felt like a grumpy old man in Acadia. Let's just uh-huh. say that. <clears throat> uh, but anyway, the other thing I just want to briefly bring up, um, everybody should watch upload. It's on Amazon prime. It's a Greg Daniels. Uh, he's known for the office um, more recently space force on Netflix, but did upload on Amazon prime comedy about uploading your consciousness after you die, um, to live in this virtual world with a bunch of other people who have uploaded their consciousness, um, which is a premise that I find really interesting. And it does explore the more philosophical side of like what that means. And, Uh um, there's a lot of social aspects to the show, like protesters who think that you shouldn't shouldn't upload your consciousness you should die like everyone else and then there's the other side of the aisle who you know really thinks that everybody should upload and uh, that kind of factors into it but the most interesting part of the and it's not a spoiler because it happens in the first episode but the main character has a tragic accident and uh is going to die but he doesn't come from money so he doesn't have an upload lined up for himself but his girlfriend at the time, who, you know, he their attraction is mostly physical. Let's just say that they don't mm-hmm. really have anything in common beyond that. Uh, she is with him and she does have the money to upload his consciousness into I think it's called Lakeview is like the swanky upload space. Um, so she gets him to sign the paperwork that gets him uploaded into Lakeview. But at that point, she pretty much owns him, you know. Uh-huh. Because it's her funding, her account, all that stuff. So if he wants to do something, he's got to get approval. Because there's it's microtransactions, microtransactions in this Lakeview world.
0: Oh,
1: that's funny. Um, they take him down to the two gig floor, which is people who only have. It's basically like a free version of an upload, but you only have two gigs worth of data. And once you read your, once you go through your two gigs, you basically get shut off until the next month when your two gigs reset. <laughs> so people read like there's like uh preview copies of harry potter because if you want to pay for the whole book that's data and you don't you only have two gigs so uh, oh, people uh, just read the preview copy over and over again it, it's there's some really really interesting like that's funny. like near future kind of stuff that i think they do a really good job of finding the humor in and also making you think a little bit so
0: yeah that sounds great
1: highly recommend upload
0: okay i'll have to recommend that one to the wife
1: yeah it's good stuff uh, but that's it for me. Just a ton of hockey. I mean, oh yeah. oh my god, like all day, every day. I started watching hockey at eleven yesterday. It didn't stop till like I don't know what time does the last game end.
0: It was it was like was it like one thirty?
1: Yeah, it was late. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, same in this house. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll flip it on. I think I think the games now start at three. Uh The yep. late game will start at like ten forty-five or eleven if it if it ends up going late because obviously we had the the marathon game. Yeah. yeah so so the yesterday the first game was at 11 o'clock in the morning uh and yeah it was it was all day but it it's been great um i I hope that that this is a popular thing and that that's how they do maybe not regular season but weekend hockey or playoff hockey I hope they do it this way it's, it's I do the only thing is stands fans in the stands that's that's gonna be a hard thing but maybe on the weekends they could they could do this
1: so that's a good point. I didn't think about the fans. But what I was going to say is the reason why I think it won't happen. I think it's great for f- like fans watching on TV. Yeah. Um, but I I've noticed the media really struggling to keep up. Keep
0: up. Yeah, it's hard. Um,
1: yeah. And I mean, they can hire more people. But that means, you know, that there's a financial side of that, that I'd almost rather have better talent than enough people to cover all the games. You know what right. I mean? Yeah so, cuz I, I
0: you, you notice like by the end of the night they they're starting the analysts are starting to like they're getting a little <laughs> yeah. tired. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot. Yeah, that's it a is long a lot. day to be on camera and uh, yep. you know they they rush you off to do your makeup or and, and fix your hair and fix your clothes. Yep. Then you get back on. Yeah, that's I that's got to suck.
1: And you're 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 expected to say something smart every time, every time you're called yeah. on, so you have to be prepared, you know? So Oh
0: god, I could never do that.
1: Yeah. Ever. Nope, me neither.
0: I would say something stupid the very first, <laughs> very first time I went on the air.
1: So, <laughs> I quoted Robert California uh, earlier today. the The part where he says, "They will come to us, and they will thank us, and we will say, you 'You're welcome.'" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like perfect. Yeah, well said, Robert. Yep. <laughs> and everybody applauds. Huh? That would be that would be my uh, broadcast career right there.
0: Yeah, I don't think I have any any updates. I know I had something, but I'm not going to come up with it right now. It's just, like you said, hockey. A lot of hockey, a lot of video games. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Let's get into what we played. I know, Corey, you said you only played uh, Littlewood, right? That is it. Yep. Okay. Um. So I played a couple things. I played... I think it's Tourist. I don't think it's The Tourist. So that is a it's a 3d puzzle platformer and it's got the voxel style graphics. So everything's like kind of blocky, but it runs at a very, very stable 60 frames per second. So everything is super smooth and they also blur the background really nicely. So it's a very, very pleasant looking game. I'll call up video for it because it's really impressive looking. Um, And it, it ran that really well on the switch. Even I watched a, like, I want to say it was like a 30-minute Digital Foundry video when it came out on the Switch last year. And they were impressed with how well it ran on the Switch. And obviously, I'm playing it on the Xbox One. Um, I think it looks probably about the same and it plays about the same. Um, but it, it's it's an incredible-looking game. Uh, let's see.
1: Oh, yeah, this lighting. Yeah. Um, it is The Tourist, and it's tourist. tourist with a Y.
0: T-O-U-R-Y-S-T, Tourist.
1: Oh man does this does this play in hdr
0: it might i'm not sure
1: Uh, i see what you i see what you mean though wow even um so the clip i'm watching that he just walked up to some arcade cabinets
0: yeah there's
1: seamlessly like zoomed into the arcade cabinet and
0: yeah, so there's uh, there's great. a bunch of mini games, a bunch of puzzles, a bunch of hidden things. That you talk about uh, being rewarded for exploration. There's a bunch of that stuff. Uh, you get rewarded for for trying different things. Um, there's side quests. There's a, a camera mini game. Uh, but basically, what it is, I don't know that there's much of a story. But you you get dropped off in this island and you're trying to activate these um, these uh, like mo- ancient monoliths or whatever and there's four of them that you have to do Uh, and you go around on these different islands to solve puzzles and stuff so Uh, it's a very laid-back puzzle game that's Um, cool but really the 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 art style is the main draw like everything on it looks really nice and like i said it runs at a crisp 60 frames everything's like smooth and silky even though it's a neat just juxtaposition with the the blocky graphics It's, it's really cool um but yeah, I've, I don't know. I might have put three, four hours into it. Um, it's really good.
1: Is it, um, would you say that the main gameplay is just like puzzle platforming and yep. then exploration? Like yeah, that's the main? Yeah,
0: that's, that's the, the hook. Uh, with, like I said, a bunch of side missions. Like, you know, people need, need things. Uh, there's, there's a photography studio that you have to get, take pictures for and stuff.
1: Yeah. How do you feel about the puzzles? Like, are they challenging enough where you feel smart when you finish them, or is it pretty much obvious as soon as you go into a room? And uh,
0: they're they're getting harder. I haven't gotten that far into the game. Okay. They are getting a little bit harder. Um, nothing nothing too hard. You you won't be stuck on it for hours. Let's put it yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, it's a it's a surprisingly good game.
1: Yeah. I'm uh I'm certainly intrigued by it. Is it full priced?
0: Uh, no, it's, I think it's 20 if you're going to buy it, or maybe, maybe 30, no more than, uh, okay. no more than 30, uh, but it's on Game Pass, so. Oh, right, yeah, you said that. Yeah, uh, I don't believe it's on PC Game Pass, it is on Xbox Game Pass, so if you're interested in all, that would be the place to try it. Like I said, I was this close to buying it, uh, for the Switch when it came out at some point last year, but, uh, for whatever reason, I didn't. I'm glad I didn't, because now I get to play it for, uh, essentially for free, um, but yeah, I've played that. Um, I'm playing, still playing Plague Tale Innocence. Uh, I'm actually on the last boss fight, um, and I gotta say, I, outside the, really like the game. I don't like the boss fights in it mm-hmm. uh, because it's a stealth game and mostly a stealth game with very little like combat. Yeah. Um, when you get to a boss fight and you have to do combat, it just doesn't fit very well. Mm. Uh, so that's a little bit frustrating but i am on the lost but last boss battle so i should have i will have that beaten by by next week
1: definitely what does it is a what was that game where the boss battles were outsourced and people were like mm. all upset about
0: i don't remember but was it was, was it Cell? I, I was gonna say metal gear solid
1: could be uh, i don't know I don't,
0: I don't think so now but there is there is a game that that yeah it was they'd... a big deal
1: because
0: it, it, you're right it was a stealth game but but they they outsourced the boss battles so that there was more combat in it than yeah we'll have to look that up because i'm i'm very interested
1: anyway yeah my question was like does it feel like that like it was just made boss battles were made by a different developer or something
0: <sighs> not quite that out but it it definitely doesn't doesn't work very well i don't think Especially because, gotcha. you know, you take... Because uh, I I would say the game it's closest to is, like, The Last of Us. Um, but The oh, okay. Last of Us has, like... It has combat in it. You, know, you have ways of dealing with uh, enemies that, that are attacking you, you know, and and trying to fight you in addition to the stealth stuff. Um, not so much in, in Playtale, in a sense. So. Hmm. But otherwise, it's still, still a really great game you think i'd like it i think so it's short i mean it's i think i've played it for 10 hours oh, okay so it's it's one you can blitz through it's on pc and xbox game pass so if you have a preference there um i kind of wish i'd played it on pc but my pc wasn't up here when i first started playing it so uh, and i'm not gonna start i, I wonder if it has cross save i'll have to check and see if it has cross save because if it has cross save i'll probably just finish it on computer because it'll be easier for me um yeah that's a that's a good one too I'm trying to make a point to play new things also because I've I've, I got stuck in the I've only played uh, Fortnite and I've only played Animal Crossing. (laughs) So it's tough. It is Uh, especially because you know I play Fortnite with my kids. That's that's one of the things we do now together. So Uh, then Animal Crossing is just something I play every day. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, Animal. uh, Oh, Fortnite. So yeah, I don't know if you probably weren't on when I talked about it, but as of like two weeks ago, all of a sudden, my my daughter really wants to play Fortnite like all the time. She asks all day, "When can we play Fortnite?" And I, I want to. I would play all day with her if I could, <laughs> uh, but we can't. So we we we'll play two or three matches here and there. Um, my son and my daughter, and then actually, my wife is going to play with us tomorrow. So we finally convinced her. Oh wow! To start playing Fortnite. So we will have a full squad. Finally, we've been playing with three people, um, against teams of four. Uh, but we usually do pretty well. We finish second most often. Uh, we have wow. gotten quite a few wins, but we most often finish second. Um, a lot of times, my daughter is the um, she is distracts the opponents. We'll go after her, so I'll sneak around and blast them with a shotgun up close. Is usually how it <laughs> works. Um, but yeah, she's she's getting better. She's gotten a few eliminations now. Uh, my son is he's decent but his he's his joy cons drift like ridiculously bad so he has a little trouble aiming now so i'm i'll have to give him mine um i got the the replacement sticks i just haven't haven't put them in yet
1: does he know that that's what's going on like his he's got faulty equipment
0: oh he does yeah it's you know yeah it's because like he will be in the battle bus waiting to jump and he'll let go and he's like, Look, and the thing is just spinning. Oh yeah. The camera's that just sucks. spinning around. So um, yeah, I'll 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 have to find some good Joy Cons and I think I can send them back now. I think Nintendo reopened their their service where they fix your Joy Cons, but it takes like two months. Ugh. So uh, so that's Fortnite. I did buy my daughter the battle pass too, because she wanted to, she wanted pretty skins uh animal crossing i don't think i have too much to talk about with animal crossing i pretty much just get on and do my dailies um i might do some more island designing but i'm not sure uh i'm interested to see what the fall update is going to be because the uh the august update was the fireworks and um what else it was one other thing oh the dream dream islands which is actually nice to explore people's islands makes it a lot easier uh, and that's all I played.
1: So, yeah. Well, it's, we it's good good to uh hear that you're able to try some new different games. Um, yeah,
0: I'm going to try to keep that going, too, because, as I said, I don't want to come on every week and say, oh, I only played Fortnite. Oh, I only played Animal Crossing. Really, I don't have a whole lot to talk about with those, you know.
1: I've been, uh, we were talking about hockey, and, uh, like... How many of those guys you think after their game, like being in that COVID bubble to protect them? How many of those guys you think go home and just play Fortnite till they go to bed? Probably at least half of them. I Oh,
0: would pr- think. probably a lot. I know they did. It was a couple of years ago now, but they did in between periods. They did a, a thing on the Predators and and Fortnite because um, that's what they that's what they did. Like especially if they, if they were in a hotel, like that's just what the, that's what they played. You know. They all had custom laptops with (laughs) the Xbox one and the screen. So they just need to connect to the internet. You don't have to connect the Xbox to the TV. Um,
1: That's what I was listening to spitting Chicklets, And it might've been Hal Gill was saying that like, you know, as, as he was getting older and these younger kids were coming in, one of them brought like, uh, it must've be, must be exactly what you're describing. (laughs) Like just a PC with the Xbox screen or whatever. Yeah. Um, and how he hated that that player brought that on the bus, like that's ridiculous, oh, really? like you play cards or you sleep like that that's what we do on the bus, but uh, I imagine now most of them are playing yeah games it was
0: it was uh' cause they were making fun of of I don't remember who was it Ryan Ellis that had just started and wasn't very good, so they were making <laughs> fun of him um about it this is a couple of years ago now, so it, you know i don't know I don't know about now, but yeah, they all had. The Xbox laptops, and that's that's what they played it on. I I want to say Nick Bonino was the best <laughs> player out of all. Was it wasn't it Line a the one that had the addiction? Like no, it was had a problem. It was I think it was Caleb Jones. He's oh, one of the okay. Edmonton Oilers defensemen. And I think it was Caleb Jones. Uh, like it was affecting his, his development career. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I shouldn't be laughing, but uh, that's something you can laugh at.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's in the NHL now, so yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny. Hal Gill is uh the Predators' radio announcer.
1: Yeah, I think I think it was him yeah. that was telling the story.
0: Well um, yeah, I think he played his last couple years in Nashville. Uh, I don't think, we don't have any feedback, so we're good.
1: What are we doing next week i'm gonna to try to join again next week
0: uh, next week if we don't have a game we we'll probably do fall games preview we don't have a specific game to talk about
1: yeah i'd be curious to uh to kind of look again at what's coming out in the fall i just again i don't really have anything i'm excited about other than cyberpunk what about assassin's creed i am excited for that but i've i mean i probably i put well over 100 hours into yeah. odyssey i think i know and i still of... haven't finished the oh, dlc have... okay yeah I,
0: I know they are toning down the with with the amount of stuff you could i think
1: it's going to be smaller i'm okay with land...
0: that yeah i don't know if the landmass is going to be smaller but i know there's less to do which is good
1: yeah i still want to play origins you know yeah. so i've got that i've got and then i'm going to play valhalla like i don't know I just feel like I, I don't want to burn myself out on Assassin's Creed because I did enjoy Odyssey and I'm still enjoying Odyssey so much. I've taken a little break uh last couple weeks, but I do I'm in the last episode of the DLC. I do want to finish it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure I don't have a ton of games coming out this fall that I'm gonna get, so it be a might be a shorter shorter fall games preview, but one of the things I wanted to talk to Will about was because he got his new computers all set up and built. Uh he was playing the Horizon Zero Dawn PC port which uh, oh uh, yeah didn't go very well apparently. Um the PC port. Will said he didn't have any problems with it, but I he's got a G-Sync monitor, so I wonder if that covered up a lot of the technical issues with the game. Um, but it was not a very good PC port apparently.
1: Um do you just remind me of it and quickly yeah. uh what am I looking at for like a gaming laptop?
0: Um I mean, really. Again, it's all graphics card. So you're looking at if you want something that can play games at high refresh rates, probably like twelve, thirteen hundred. Play stuff decently for a few years, but uh, but again, it's all graphics card. If you you want, you probably want to find something that at least has the sixteen sixty super. Okay, but if you can get something with the twenty sixty, that would be better. So that just look for that. You you don't want to have. You got to have sixteen gigabytes of RAM. You got to have the processor doesn't matter as much, but to have sixteen gigabytes of RAM, make sure it has a solid state drive, and make sure it has at least a sixteen sixty. And then they okay. do make modern. They do make uh, laptops with high refresh rates. So if you want one hundred and forty four hertz, you can do that. Sometimes they're one hundred hertz. Sometimes they're seventy five. Sometimes ninety. Just depends, but
1: okay, yeah. This um, display I'm talking to you on is super nice. It's 4K HDR. Yeah. I think it's 60 hertz, but I mean, I don't know how much.
0: I, I'm cool with 60 hertz. Uh, you know, is it's, it's got to be at least 60 hertz. I really don't like playing things and 30 frames per second. But...
1: Well, I'm not sure I've ever played anything higher than 60 frames. per No, second. You, you haven't.
0: Unless you've used a G Sync monitor or a Free Sync monitor, you've never played anything higher. That's why I'm interested to talk to Will about it because okay, he he got a G-Sync monitor,
1: so that he's that's what he's playing Horizon on, right? He's
0: playing Horizon on a G-Sync, uh, 34-inch, ultra-wide, uh, G-Sync 144 hertz monitor.
1: If I were to get a gaming laptop that was a little bit future-proofed, what are we talking?
0: Uh, you know what? I'll call it up right now while we're talking about it because I can get give you some numbers.
1: And this uh, is end-of-the-episode stuff, so yeah. nobody, nobody's... If you're still here, this is the last thing we're going to talk about, so if you're not interested...
0: Alright, so we got a Razer Blade, which I like the Razer laptops. Um, got an i7, got a RTX 2060, got 144 hertz, 16 gigabytes RAM, 512 gigabytes SSD, 1700.
1: Now... Is it do you feel like it's like um how my how do I want to phrase this question? Are laptop parts at a point now where they're competitive with desktop parts, or could I just do way better with a desktop?
0: You could do way cheaper with a desktop. Um as far as everything else, I know once they hit the was it the 1070, 1060. Or it might have been the twenty sixty twenty seventy. They're pretty much full desktop GPUs, uh, slightly underclocked for for heat reasons, but it's it's pretty much a full the full thing. Because they used to put uh, mobile mobile chips. They it was, it was underclocked and not quite as powerful, but you're looking at close to being as powerful as a desktop GPU.
1: Okay, last question. Yeah. Now this laptop i'm using right now has a radeon vega
0: uh-huh.
1: m i don't know what any of that means M means mobile okay so that's what that's what's in this it's a mobile yeah. chip okay yeah. gotcha
0: gotcha it's i mean it's it you could do benchmark tests and see what it's. it might run stuff surprisingly well you never know
1: eh, it's a work laptop though i feel weird about yeah. putting yeah, like yeah. if i if you Fair know enough. if i put a game on it and it fries something i'd feel pretty guilty i don't yes. think i'd i don't think my my boss would get too upset with me, but I don't know. I'd just feel like a loser. <laughs> yeah. I fried my I fried my work computer playing games on it. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, we'll spend a lot of money on this computer. You could probably get a pretty good uh, Windows gaming PC now for I just bucks.
1: I won't use it. Like,
0: yeah, I, I, I I understand
1: having a desktop is yeah like it's more affordable whatever but i just know i i won't sit at it you know
0: yeah Yeah, i didn't i didn't sit at mine until i moved it up here um i'm much more likely to use it up up where it's with everybody around you know not isolated downstairs
1: so you was, I said last question, but I do have one more. Yeah. You're saying if I were to spend eighteen hundred on a gaming laptop, I'd probably be good for two or three years, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um really like once laptops started coming out with solid state drives, they they got a lot better. Because laptops used to have those fifty four hundred RPM hard drives in them that were garbage. And yeah. even the seventy two hundred RPM hard drives that we used to put in all of our computers, when we built computers, they're garbage, too. Mm -hmm. The solid-state drives, just that alone, uh, reduces the amount of heat, reduces the amount of power used, um, the amount of electricity used. Yeah, I just said electricity. Um, So that just makes them so much better, and they're so much faster. Here's here's an MSI one, Corey. Um, 32 gigabytes of RAM, one terabyte hard drive, DeForce RTX 2060, uh, 120 hertz uh, screen for... This is... 1400 roughly so this is a msi so that's that's a much better deal the the thing with the razor blade ones is the there's a lot of design aesthetic that goes into them it's almost like a mac tax yeah uh, because they look really nice they're they're small and they're like really nice Uh, this msi one's a little bit more of a beast but
1: do you think um using just like an hdmi out to a tv like do i will i lose anything there Okay.
0: I should be good there.
1: Because sometimes it's just nice to play on a big screen. I mean, oh, depending sure. on what you're playing, you know. Yeah. yeah that's, so that's I could.
0: Probably, that's probably all you would need.
1: I could do HDMI, get an HDMI. Well, I have plenty of HDMI cables, but as long as it has an HDMI out, then I can still do my like 4K HDR, 60 frames per second, whatever, yeah, on you, my TV.
0: Probably not 4K. Ah. But, um, What's the resolution of it?
1: I guess that doesn't really matter. I mean...
0: Your TV probably wouldn't do 100, 120 hertz either.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: But, you know, whatever. You could yeah. still play it on the TV.
1: Gosh, maybe this that's the route I'll go then.
0: Okay, this is 1080. Yep, 1920 by 1080.
1: Hmm. Does that change things a little bit in terms of future-proofing?
0: no i don't think so um 4k i think it's still kind of a buzzword uh, okay. games still don't really run great in 4k people really prefer for the most part frame rate over resolution yeah especially when you're talking about pc gaming unless you're on a huge monitor you're not gonna notice the benefit of gaming in 4k uh, 1440p is kind of where it's at right now i'm still perfectly happy gaming in 1080p um so when I get my graphics card, I'm gonna make sure it does 1080p most games at high refresh rates because I do want to get a high refresh rate monitor because um, I'd rather play games at 110 hertz, 120 hertz, 144 hertz, what have you. Especially since I'm so into Fortnite nowadays and I've been playing Warzone, like that's it's important for that that type of game, especially is that, to have is that higher...
1: is that gonna blow my mind? Like having never played a game higher than 60 and then all of a I sudden, think so. yeah. Kind of like how uh, Red Dead Redemption blew my mind in the first yes. 4K HDR game I ever played.
0: From, from what I gather, you're not going to want to go back to even playing games of 60 frames per second.
1: All right.
0: And the thing about G-Sync, I don't know if I've talked about G-Sync before. I probably have. I know I have. But um, the good thing about G-Sync and, and AMD's FreeSync is that it matches the frame rate to what you're seeing on the screen that's coming out of the computer. So you know, if it bounces back and forth between 90 and 110 frames per second, the refresh rate on the monitor will go, will, will match that. So you're never seeing duplicate frames. Gotcha. So you're, you're not, you don't pick up on any stutter unless it get. I think it, if it gets below like 40 frames per second, then you'll know, you'll notice it, but
1: that's what causes stutter.
0: What repeat so, frames.
1: Okay. So I changed the, this laptop has out of display issues. I think uh-huh. I've talked to you about them before, but, um, Long story short, I had to mess with the settings a little bit, and I think I changed the refresh rate on the monitor. But then I noticed Littlewood. I am playing Littlewood on this um, uh-huh. laptop. Um, then I noticed Littlewood was really stuttering like crazy, and I couldn't figure out why. But after you said that, it reminded me that I had changed the refresh rate on the monitor. Do, do you think that's what the cause is?
0: Yeah. What uh, What's? what's, what's what did you set your refresh
1: rate to? On I think camera? it was 59, and I just bumped it up to 60.
0: Okay. You can do the fifty nine. Sometimes that's a weird thing. Like there's some games where if you lock it at fifty nine point, it's like fifty nine point nine or something. Like yeah, maybe,
1: like, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe right.
0: But if you lock it at that, like it'll it'll display correctly on on a sixty hertz monitor. Hmm. It's just one of those PC things. And I, I was yeah. texting with Will a little bit when he was getting his computer set up because uh, G Sync is not. You know, you just don't plug it in. You got to set up. I'm like he's you know learning how to do all this stuff but I'm like it, it's still like there'll be games that you just have to tinker with and figure it out is that that's one of the one of the negatives but you know usually it's not a big deal usually couple a google in ten minutes worth of tinkering and you've
1: got it you know? yeah that's okay cool. you gave me a lot to chew on
0: yeah no i I think gaming laptops i I used to be against them but I think you can do pretty well for yourself with a gaming laptop.
1: Yeah. I, I will say, too, like, I think in general, I just prefer PC gaming. So I like to be in front of a device that does everything. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Sure. Okay. Anything else? No. Yeah, I think that's all for me, too. So uh, that'll do it for episode 468 of the Thumbs Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement.